Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I am talking to the most lovely lady I know, Amy Chenoweth, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Amy, I am so excited to be catching up with you here in San Francisco, of all places. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. We're just going to jump right in. What was your first full-time job yeah, first ever? full-time job. Um, the first full-time job was at a preschool. Really? And I was the art teacher. I don't know who ever gave me a job like that because <laughs> I am so, I'm kind of an artistic, but... <laughs> well, you, you must be good with kids. I do like kids. That is true. That's what I actually went to college originally to do, was to be a teacher. And that was why I was teaching at this preschool while I was in college to become a teacher. And then, and then I had my own kids, two boys, and um, decided that maybe that teaching wasn't really for me <laughs> anymore. <laughs> well, then fast forward. Now you are this rock star winemaker in Sonoma County. Thank you. And you do a hundred so other fun. million things too. <laughs> yes, yes. So tell us about what you do. So I'm the winemaker for our little winery, Chenoweth, and uh, we do six SKUs under 500 cases. So wow. it's quite, yeah, it's quite it's a the process. a lot of SKUs for such a small brand. Um, I also manage the business side of our vineyard management company. My husband is the vineyard manager, and he's pretty good at what he does. That's what really makes the wine so good is that we have, I know where to get good fruit. So, and I also am the winery, winery relations guide for a new co-op marketing kind of tasting room thing. It's a really neat new idea called Region, and that's going in in Sebastopol. So I have my hands, now that my kids are grown, really, it's, I just have my hands in everything. <laughs> because you don't have enough to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> and now you have just enough? I, just enough. Almost enough. No, I have too much. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well, let's talk about your wine brand. Um, tell us about the varietals that you make. It's, uh, well, originally it was just Pinot Noir, and we have three estate vineyards that we would blend into one bottle, and it was just that one bottle each year. My very first vintage, and well, our first vintage in 2010 was only 44 cases. And then in, in 2016, we decided to really expand, and we separated the three vineyards, and it's all Pinot Noir still, um, the three, so we have, well, I'm sorry, it's Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and a Rosé. Um, but the, the, we separated the three vineyards and did a th vineyard designate. We still have our flagship wine that we, we blend those three vineyards into. Um, one Pinot. We, one Pinot, Green Valley of the Russian River Valley. But it's Pinot, pin, so it's four Pinot Noirs, one Chardonnay, and one Rosé. Wonderful. A great portfolio. <laughs> so... When did you know you wanted to be a winemaker? That's a great question. So we've been making wine forever. My husband and I just garage wine, stuff that we would give away at 
Christmas and gifts and right. things like that. And we, uh, we literally make our own labels, uh, you know, print them on right. paper, sometimes glue stick on. You know, so see, I am kind of crafty yeah, that you way. you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, or you learned a lot working with the kids. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> they taught me. That's right. Um, so we'd been making wine for a long time. We decided to make it real in 2010 so that we could actually sell the wine. And we had a winemaker named Corey Albury. Um, he left us in 2015. I was, he, I was his intern, basically. He, okay. he, to- he told me what to do, and I would go out and do it. Of course, I've been learning for a long time, asking questions. I've always been really interested, especially the science part of it. I mean, fermentations are amazing, right? The, everything that happens there is just so cool. So I would, every time, we always follow our fruit through the vineyard management company. So we would taste all the barrels with some of these rock star winemakers that are just some of the most amazing people. Um, So learning that and then kind of interning in my own winery, I took the reins in 2015 and became the winemaker when Corey left. And um, it's just, and then I went to school. So I've been learning on the crush pads this whole time, and in 2015, when I knew that I was going to take over the winemaking, that's when I decided to go back to school. For winemaking. For winemaking. <laughs> so, so you learned on the job, and yeah. then you kind of got certified. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had to learn the science of it. Right. I, I had th- The real thing is, is that I had to learn to talk about it. Oh. I knew what I was doing. I knew. Right. I, I understood a lot of it, but I didn't know how to tell people about it. Mm. <laughs> now you can do it all. Right. <laughs> it's a fascinating story to me that, you know, you your first job was teaching kids. So now you're making wine. So was it your husband that got you turned on to grapes and wine? Well, I grew up in Guerneville, and Guerneville is j- right in the heart of wine country. Right. And so it's always been a part of my life. The Corbell is right up the road. Um, my grandfather was the president of the Food and Wine Society, but I had no idea that I was going to go into wine. That was not even on my mind. I was so busy swimming in the river and yeah. <laughs> doing, I, to tell you the truth, I didn't even know what I wanted to do when I graduated from high school. I just knew that I was going to take over the world someday. Of course <laughs> you were. <laughs> so, Amy Chinoweth, president. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, it was Charlie that really got me into the, really deeply into the wine business. He was working for Dutton Ranch when I met him and they're big time old farm family. Right. And then he worked for Sonoma Grapevines as their vineyard manager for, for, I want to say like four or five years. And then when he, when we had our second child, he came home and said, Hey, we're, I'm going to quit my job and we're going to start our own company. And me being me, I was like, yeah, great idea. Let's do this. We've got two brand new babies at home. Sure, we can do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you did. And we did. We started our own vineyard management company. And it's, that's been the full-time job really since. How much acres do you have in your, that you manage? That we manage about 400 acres. Mm. And that, in, that includes the stuff that is ours our estate vineyards right. and then we do some for some wineries and also the, the kind of main thing that charlie does is homeowners that have property and in west sonoma county there's still a lot of old farming families that they now need to work off the ranch to be able to keep their ranch but they want to still be in farming and realistically the best thing right now going is vineyards 
So they, they can call us, they can go to work, and we'll just come in and do all the farming. Okay. If somebody wants to taste Chenoweth wine, how do they do it? <laughs> they need to call one of us. <laughs> the, um, let's see. I'm, we're not, we are, we are 100% direct to consumer. Right. So the, the best way is to come and visit me and go on a vineyard tour. We have, so they can come visit you. They can. They can meet you. They can. Wow. Meet me. I will put them in our little go buggy thing and take them for a ride all over the ranch to show them the vineyards. I want to be it's in the go buggy. Come on out. Seriously. <laughs> Come on out. <laughs> I mean, how much fun. And and then taste your spectacular wines. Yeah. Uh, lucky me, I get a little extra. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with your wines um, because we have a mutual friend that buys from you and uses some of your grapes. And <laughs> I have a bottle or two of your wine ah, at, at home. But I'm so excited to taste some newer vintages tonight yeah. at an event we're having together yeah. in San Francisco. So I, I have my, what do I have here? 2017 Rosé and my 2018 that hasn't even been released yet, <sighs> Chardonnay. See, so exciting. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for a great Rosé. Yeah. Oh, this one's fantastic. I know. So fantastic. I'll have to, I'll be tracking you down, <laughs> right? And buying cases of it. Okay. So people can make an appointment. Yes. Yeah, they can find us online. They can look us up and call us. And there's we do, we also have a very small handful of restaurants that we sell to. Um, most of them, most of them are in Sonoma, Sonoma County. County. Yeah. yeah, actually, all of them except for one, Lahaina Grill, because everybody's got to have a Maui connection. Oh, of course, <laughs> a reason to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense for sure. Who inspires you? Just in general? Yeah, just as far as being a winemaker. Do you have is it, do you have someone that has inspired your career along the way? I do. Um, James Hall is one of them from Patson Hall Winery. He's been amazing. I mean, really and truly, anytime I have any questions or anything, the, the best part about him is that he can talk about it in terms that anybody can understand. But uh, real inspiration for me comes from food. Oh, that's interesting. I love food. Yeah. I really love food. <laughs> and I love nothing more than to have my wines with food. Food, so, right. I mean, you have, you have a whole book full of women that inspire me. Really and truly, they're, they're, it's, you have a great group in there. <laughs> well, I'm honored that you're part of the book. So, And, you know, I try to find those great leaders throughout Sonoma County. So I'm really so honored that you're part of the book. So nice of you to say. Thank you. Top moment of your career so far. Um, top moment of my career was when I found out that my 2015 Green Valley, the Russian River Valley Pinot Noir won the International Women's Winemaking Competition. So that was the very first year that I took over as winemaker. And here it's, and I have a, a female assistant winemaker as well. And f so for me, it was like, look, Ma, I made it. I, I made this wine and it went into this competition, International Women's Wine Competition, and it won. Top, top moment. I mean, yeah, seriously, <laughs> you should be so proud. What does your mom think? She loves it. She <laughs> I, my, my mom's easy. Yeah, she says, well, that's my girl. Of course she won, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's ahead for you? Oh, gosh. What do you want? 
well, to accomplish? Short term, I'd really love to do a sparkling. Oh, I like I that. Think that yeah. I think sparkling wines are amazing. I um, have been taking some classes to move me kind of towards they're more psalm classes so to learn I, the, not as much winemaking at them but uh, you know different areas of the world that are making these wines and, and styles and stuff like that but that short term that's what I definitely want to do um, I'd really like to move out of being an office type person with the business you know management I don't I don't really want to sit in an office anymore right and I'd really like to be more Out in, and about. in the in the you know doing the punch downs and on the crush pad and and I love this too I like I really enjoy going out and meeting people and sharing my wines and talking story with people that kind of stuff I, I really love that get my face out there a little more you need to I, I my whole thing is when I meet people I know that I probably emailed you and I probably talked to you on the phone but it's always really good to see a face eye to eye <laughs> for sure yeah. for sure it makes a difference mm. how big do you think Chenoweth wine will grow so I think the Chenoweth label itself will stay small so my Pinot Chard program will stay really small the way our business is set up is farming that's first and foremost really what we are is farm yeah farmers so it makes more sense for us to sell our grapes to other other people the channel with label is all like i said all of our estate fruit so i will keep that one small probably stay right around 500 cases it won't get closer to a thousand well we have another label oh. that we have just started called yeah. Atascadero Creek. Right now, we only have a Sauvignon Blanc, but it's a beautiful Sauvignon Blanc. But it's right now, it's just that. Uh, it's fruit that we get elsewhere, so we call it ABC fruit. Anything but Chenoweth. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's so cute. So, uh, we have that brand as well, and Kira and I, who's my assistant winemaker are looking at doing maybe a red blend. I'd like to do some fun stuff uh, in there too, maybe a carbonic grenache or oh, something yeah, that there's something unusual. Totally yeah. unusual. And that's really the label that we can do that under. So that's the one that we might grow a little further. We'll we'll have to see how this all works out. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like toe dip, toe dip, okay, all in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's wise. You know, you test the waters and you see what works, right? I want to go back to sparkling because rosé, I love all wines, but Mm -hmm. rosés and sparkling wines are my most favorite. So if you do move forward with the sparkling wine, will it be the Chinooth brand? It will not. (gasps) Yeah. Seems like since you make the Pinot and the Chard, that would be a natural. We aren't sure exactly how we're going to go about doing that yet. But it won't be under the channel with label. Okay. Okay. We're going to keep that the Pinot Chard brand. Okay. Well, I won't push that any <laughs> further. What's the best advice that you've ever received? Gosh. That, that's so that's so difficult to Think say. of. <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. Because I've been given so much advice. I think, you know, the one, some of the best advice that I've been told is, like, I know it sounds so cliche, but with somebody, and I'm sure that you've heard this too, 
take care of yourself. Oh, right. So Make time for yourself. Yeah. When you're, when you get so busy and out of control and you're traveling all over or you're, you're doing one event after the other or whatever it is, you do have to take some time to kind of decompress. So that is something. And that's something that I've had to learn to do. Yes, someone recently told me, you need to put it on the calendar. Yeah. And then you'll... Me time. Yes. (laughs) I said, okay, well, maybe that's what I need to do because I don't tend to make a lot of me time. Exactly. I don't... To tell you the truth, I don't think a whole lot of women do. Yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) I wonder why we don't. It's it's a flaw. And I hate to even admit that we would have a flaw, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like it is. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. You love wine, and at Total Wine & More, you can count on getting the service you deserve. Their team of fun and friendly experts are extensively trained and even travel everywhere from California to Europe to meet the producers themselves. Stop by. Check out over 8,000 bottles and see why those who know wine always drink interesting at Total Wine and More. So you live in Sebastopol. I do. You're a Sonoma County girl. I am. Born and raised. You could have lived anywhere in Sonoma County. How did you choose Sebastopol? Well, Sebastopol kind of chose me. I married Charlie Chenoweth and his family has deep, deep roots there. His um, great 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 grandfather I think um, homesteaded on the ranch where we actually live still and he wasn't leaving there so if I wanted to marry him I had to move there not a bad place to go yeah so I have to ask how long have you been married 25 years wow yeah that's yeah. a miracle these days I know I even pat myself on the back because I get you know <laughs> Well, and I had a chance to meet him tonight, and he's, yeah. he's a lovely, and you guys are such a great couple. Thank you. So I would I would move to Sebastopol, too, yeah. if I were you. And it wasn't such a bad gig, you know? No. I mean, the place is gorgeous. Yeah, when sure. you come out for the tour. I know. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, fall in love with it all over again. I've been there. I just haven't been to your property. Yeah. So if we took a step inside your home, what would yeah. we see? You walk right into my kitchen. Yeah. And what's the decor like? Bed. So it's very, it's actually, my house is very tiny. Um, it was Charlie's dad's house yes. when he first came home from the Korean War, actually. He, he built this little tiny house. And since then, the various family members that have lived there have kind of added on to it. So my, it's all wood, everything that the, the uh, walls and vaulted ceilings and it's got a butcher block centerpiece and a big kitchen table oh I love it yeah we don't have a dining room so and I still the the boys are now 22 and 25 and my youngest Jake still lives with us but I rarely see him my oldest moved out and I still don't know how to cook for just two people so I'm always cooking extra food but we with where we live, I also have nieces and nephews, so somebody always shows up for dinner. And that kitchen table is gold, solid gold. Sometimes I'm even quiet when I'm sitting there and I learn all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet, I'll bet. How many people does the table seat? Eight. Oh, I love it, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a big wooden bench on one side that goes against the window so you can stuff even more people there if you really had to. What's the color scheme in your house? Mm, pretty much tan and dirt. 
<laughs> Dur. I, I told you we're in the country. It's, um, we. I actually have. It's pretty eclectic. I have um, a black couch, and I have a green. I have my green double chair that I bought when the boys were really little. Mm-hmm. So we could all three of us. It's huge. It's not quite a couch, but it's a big chair. Right. All three of us could sit in it. So I could read them stories and stuff, and I still have that. And it's. It's getting elderly. Kind of smells it's bad. In. It's Come broken on. in. <laughs> What's your favorite room in the house? My kitchen. Okay. Yeah. I even bring my, I have a desk in my bedroom that I could do work at and stuff like that. But I usually find myself sitting on the bar stools at, right at my um, butcher block uh, island there with my laptop doing all, everything. So my favorite. I, was, I would ask you what your favorite recipe is. And you might say the Grilled cheese. Yes, I love that <laughs> recipe that you submitted for that's yeah. featured in our book. Who doesn't love a grilled cheese? And then you put a little asparagus in there, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, it's the best grilled cheese yeah. ever. Mm, super yummy. Yeah. You get good local bread to do. Oh, so so, so good. good. Mm-hmm. So good. So that must be one of your go-to's. Yeah, absolutely. I, we. Even growing up, my mom worked at Safeway when we were grow- when my brother and I were really little, and we would do grilled cheese a lot. And then as we got older, it turned into refrigerator grilled cheese. What's in the fridge? What, can we put it inside a grilled cheese right. too? Let's see if it works. <laughs> Does it taste good? <laughs> Is it tasty enough? Would we do it again? Yeah, right. that was a, <laughs> that was a thing. Sometimes we were like, mm, yeah. grapes don't work in there. <laughs> no, I don't. I couldn't imagine. Bacon would. <laughs> yeah. Is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you? Do you speak a second language? Do you have a hobby? Do you collect something? Uh, Did you, have you gone somewhere unusual? I don't know. Wow. Um, I think I remember being asked this question before, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I think that the most unusual thing for me is how many times I've gone to school. Are you a career student? I'm not. I do. My brother is, but I am not. I just, I was, I went to, I was, I went to school to become a teacher and then I decided not to. And then I went to school to become a nurse and then I decided not to. And then I, I just be a winemaker. I, yeah. A winemaker. I don't, uh, I don't know how I'm, I'd love to say I'm so unusual, but I don't think I am. I think you I don't are. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, you're going with your career student. <laughs> or you, you just never... I mean, how about this? You can't learn enough. That's what it is. I can't That's learn it. enough. I want to... You yep. keep wanting to learn something <laughs> new. So uh, the question, I guess, should be, what do you want to learn next? Next. Oh, that... I, yeah. How to make a sparkling. Oh, there you go. I, I'd love you to be able that. to... I'd love to be able to do it on my own. I don't know if I, I can... I think you can do it. I, I think so. I don't think it's as hard as you think. Right. So Figure then, out the dosage. So you know, you know, maybe this is um, unusual about me. My dad was a geologist. Oh, that's and I'm, interesting. I'm such a dirt and rock geek. So maybe what I really want to know, what it, I should do is go back for geology or something like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need to go on an archaeology dig yeah. somewhere. Oh, that would be so amazing. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> That seems like it would be perfect. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Is your father still around? He's not. Oh, I was no. going to say, wouldn't it be yeah. fun to go on a dig with him? It would, yes. Mm, maybe there's somebody else yeah. that might enjoy it. You live in wine country. Yes, I do. You make wine. Yep. 
Other than your own wine, what do you like to drink at home? Mm, tequila. <laughs> oh, at home? Oh, water. No, <laughs> tequila, definitely. I, I, I love, love tequilas too, so that's another thing that I'd really love to learn more about yeah. is tequilas. I'd love to go down and, and see them harvesting the agave plant and, and turning it into some of these. Obviously, it has to be a good tequila. Right. A clean tequila, but I yes, I really tequila. enjoy a good tequila. Okay, and you like it straight? Yeah. Uh, some of them, yeah. Some of them are, you know, with soda water and lime. It really depends on what they have behind the bar. Some of them kind of need to be masked yes. <laughs> if they're not so good. But, but you're at home. I asked you it, if you're at, at home. home. If I'm at home, uh, yes, I could do tequila on the rocks. Okay, because <laughs> you would have good tequila. <laughs> yes, I would. Sure. <laughs> Is there a turning point in your life that you can share? Um... Not really. No. I mean, there is, I don't know. I'm sure that there was something, you know. But nothing that quickly nothing comes that, to mind. Yeah, nothing that quickly comes to mind. How about a meaningful trip? Oh, yeah. We've done a few of those. Let's talk about so that. So we did one. My whole family is very into uh, motorcycles, riding dirt bikes, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, when... My youngest, I think, was about eight years old. We did a big trip with our good friends who it was his 50th birthday, and we rode, they rode motorcycles through Baja, and I drove the truck behind them and just through nothing. Like, it was the Baja 500 route. We didn't. But you drove the truck? You I weren't drove, on the I motorcycle? I drove, drove the truck with three little boys in it, or four little boys in it. I had my two nep both my nephews and both my boys, and then sometimes they'd get on a motorcycle, sometimes they'd be in the truck. That was pretty amazing. That's really, you know, you're driving through the middle of a Mexico desert, right. and you really kind of look around and go, what am I doing? Yeah, where But it was amazing, yeah. and I, stuff that I never would have seen. You know, Had you not done it. Yeah. Right. You, normally, we'd fly into Mexico and go to our resort, and that's and about you it. Leave. You don't right. see that kind of Mexico. It mm -hmm. was pretty cool. How long ago was that? Oof. Like, probably 16 years ago. Oh, wow. It's been a while. Have <laughs> you gone back since? Nope. Nope. Mm -mm. No. The, the boys have, but not me. Sometimes <laughs> I'm always afraid when I have those great memories of a trip of going back because I'm afraid that going back I'll never live up to the memory Do, that I The have. first time mm -hmm. is the best time and right. whoa, I messed that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you don't want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> unless you, I guess unless you were introducing it to somebody else and maybe it would be a new different yeah. memory. Yeah. Maybe. Another, another trip that's memorable that's worth sharing? Uh, Paris. Oh, well, yeah. It was London and Paris, Paris yeah. and that we did just a couple of years ago. My husband flew into Paris with some friends, and he did a um, tour with uh, for barrels. Bar oh, sure. And I actually flew into Paris and by myself, and I took the train into London, and I spent three days in London by myself, and then I took mm -hmm. the train back to Paris and met up with them, and just the food was amazing, and I. In I, London, you thought it, the food was the, amazing. I, well, I yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, I did find, but that's you impressive. Know, I I ate at a little Spanish tapas place. Yeah, so that was really good. And of course, I did fish and chips at yeah. Harrods. Right, but because you can't leave London right, without do doing that. that. Sure. <laughs> but one thing from that trip that I tell everybody is, I don't care where you go. If it's if it's a staycation, do it by yourself for a few days. 
I really, really loved going, being in London and not having to worry about whether other some, people, yeah, not that I worry about it too much, you know, I mean, I, I have some good travel companions, but it was really neat to just wake up and eat breakfast and say, okay, I'm going to walk the entire day and I'm just going to see where these roads lead me, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to eat when I want to eat I'm you know, sleep when I want to sleep. It was really quite amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that kind of goes back to what you said earlier, or what we talked about earlier, is carving out time for yourself. Yes. And that's kind of Absolutely. like, you know, carving out that time for yourself that, yep. and just being in the moment without having to entertain somebody else yes. or, you know, yeah. just having a little me time. Well, let's wrap things up with what I like to call is five quick questions. They're very lighthearted, so just <laughs> kind of go with me okay. on this. Okay, first question. What kind of car do you drive? A Cadillac Escalade. All right. <laughs> I call it Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> What's the last piece of candy you ate? Peanut M&M's, because I have an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you're one of many. Yeah. <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> Who's your favorite actor or actress? This is my favorite question. <laughs> John Vickery. He's my uncle. Who is he? What's, what <laughs> he what played, was he in? He played Scar in the original Lion King on Broadway. Aww. And he's also had really small parts in other things, Frasier and Law and Order and other things. But And he played, he had a, I can't remember what the role was, but he was in a uh, One Life to Live for quite a while. Oh, soap opera. Wow. Yeah. But he's my favorite actor, of obviously. Of course he should be. <laughs> what... Is the last magazine you read? Hmm. Probably Shape. Okay. And last question. What's your favorite song to dance to? Oh, there's so many. I love music. Uh, what's my favorite song to dance to? Oh. Okay, one of your favorite yeah. songs. One of my all-time favorite songs is... To uh, dance to. To dance to is... Um, Oh, you've stumped me. How did no, this even happen? No, you said there were I, so there, many. There are. There's so many, though. So I love... <laughs> okay. You're dancing. Yeah. And <laughs> the music, obviously. Yeah. What is it, Amy? <laughs> uh, I love Kryptonite by Three Three Doors Down. Okay. That's one of my favorite ones. And I like. I really love Bruno Mars. He, oh, I mean, yeah. he's very danceable. Absolutely. Very danceable. Uh, disco is always good. Mm -hmm. Don Summer. Dance. Well, why? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're showing your age. Why in CA? <laughs> Okay, you gave us a few. That's great. <laughs> Amy, you are so much fun. Thank you. And such I a delight. Fun. And a great winemaker. So I thank you for spending a little time with me. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.